To the Battle Buddies. I'm the Game Master, and we're still not playing Dungeons & Dragons, which is something I said in the last episode. Hey, Steven, are we playing Dungeons & Dragons anymore? No. <laughs> These rules seem different. They seem weird. There's no dungeons, nor are there dragons. Well, we haven't seen a single dungeon or dragon. Yes. No, this is the Battle Buddies starring the Party Planners. And the last time you guys had some fun... You sought your vices, did some did some hiding in a massage parlor for Chester. Uh, Tim paid off some debts. Miriam gambled a little bit. We hung out with our good good roommate. Yeah, we got to meet your guys' roommate. Yeah, what did what did Dave get up to? You mean Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, our other roommate. <laughs> Dave, do you guys do you guys have a secret? A fifth roommate named Maybe Dave. Cody does. Oh, God, we're not, we're not going to cover this month's rent. We got to get another guy in here. We got to get we got to get someone. He's just going to sleep in a sleeping bag on the ground. It's Brian's boyfriend, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, Brian. You know, you guys, you guys, uh, conveniently put him into a long term nap for a while. I think he's probably awake and a long term relationship with Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's He's met his new partner, Dave. Uh, they've been they've been going together for a while, but occasionally Brian misses dates, and, and Dave's not a big fan of that. Yeah. Like actual full dates, like days of the week. <laughs> just several dates he's just missing, and he gets a little worried. But so far, he's always turned up, so, you know, things are okay. Um, so this time, you guys have decided to, to plan a party to compete with another party. I think we're going to go ahead and start. You guys are... In Mondin's apartment again, and I don't know if I ever like like I don't know I don't think I really described Mondin, but Mondin I imagine as like he's like a pale dude, which is unusual for this island place. You know, most humans are like tanned and handsome. Class pale dude. Yeah, class class pale man. He stays inside a lot. Um, you get this. You get this feeling, and he has like long matted hair. Um, so yeah, you guys are like in his apartment. The the windows are all all shut, you know, no lights getting in except for some of the some, you know, like a light bulb or whatever um, ghost ghost juice powered uh, lighting that he has, you know, whatever, whatever we like to imagine in this setting. Have we have we ever seen him outside? No, you guys, he you guys primarily meet him like at his apartment or in some sort of like office space that he rents out. Sewer. Is that why the newspapers were all? just piled up yeah yeah he gets a lot of stuff delivered like directly to his um to his house he's a recluse he is he's a bit of a recluse Mondin, i feel like an outside meeting today outside i don't know about that too much guys it, it's the sun it really hurts yes Mondin, it's too cramped in here we should we should definitely get some of the, some of those rays Look, you guys you guys can go get rays when we're done here i we got important business to discuss okay we got a 
We got a party. Uh, what, Mogden, yes, are Tim. you are you a Dracula? Uh, have we established? I've Do I sound seen... like a Dracula? Do I got the <laughs> accent? Do you you know what Dracula sound like? It's just good to establish whether or not you are or have ever been a yeah, Dracula. Yeah, it's good to establish it, what, five years after knowing this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can go ahead and look in my fridge. There's all sorts of garlic and stuff in there. I love the garlic, okay? I ain't no Dracula. There's too much garlic. Why is there so much garlic? <laughs> it's like he's trying to prove something. It's like a suspicious amount of garlic. That's the amount of garlic you would have if you wanted to convince people you're not a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a garlic Dracula, okay? <laughs> I just I just suck down those cloves. I can't get enough of them. I just love to eat garlic. Now, let's get down to business, okay? We got to discuss parties and how to how to build them and how to bust them. All right? First first of all, we got to we got to discuss or or as you all know, the one of the fundamental laws of party dynamics is what we call the law of leaving. That for any party that meets the number minimum number of attendees, there's going to be a group looking to attend a different party. This this is true no matter no matter what, and and it's it's often represented when you have three times the Rigel number, which is a variable dependent on the location of the event, how well the people at the party know each other, and how varied the activities of said party are. Is Mondin dropping like a yes. formula? Yeah, he's got like a whiteboard, and he's like, <laughs> he's like drawing formulas, and he's, he's got like, you know, a list of different party locations that he's listed out, and now I know I know what you guys what 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 most people think is that they don't want people to leave their party, but the thing is, if people are leaving your party, then that means people are leaving their party. Okay, we get we get a mutual flow of participants at the party that lets you guys sneak in right under the radar. So more or less, what's going to happen here is that your guys's party. And, and and how you guys design it and and essentially how successful it will be will make it easy for you guys to get access to um, Leonard's party to then break in and either disrupt their party or to steal information or whatever whatever you guys' end goal is. So is there a way that we could like gather all the information we know about this party so that we can make an informed decision on how to plan the perfect counterparty? <laughs> counterparty? The perfect counterparty. Yeah, so you guys you guys have opportunities to, you know, gather information. Um, again, you can you can gather you can gather uh, information on their party, you can gather information on what kind of party you should throw. Mondin does of of the of the um, locations that, that Mondin kind of described on that on that whiteboard, there are there are three main ones. Um that each kind of have their their advantages and and I don't know if I really thought of too many disadvantages, but they all have their benefits and cons. And essentially, they're they're all within a reasonable distance of um, Batswell's Manor, so that once both of these parties are 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 popping, then people will be traveling back and forth between the two. All right, gentlemen, hear me out. I have an idea. Now, the most desirable party, as we all know, is one that is secret and exclusive. What if we throw our party inside of their party? <laughs> that is brilliant. That is the most brilliant idea I've ever heard. 
<laughs> It'll be parties within parties, boys. But we gotta, we gotta make sure they don't like Leonard doesn't turn around and throw a party inside our party, though. Oh God! <laughs> oh man! But if he does, we'll be prepared with another party to throw within the party he throws within our party. <laughs> so my question for you is: How are you going to throw it on Batswell's estate? I think we have to throw it on Batswell's estate. I'm picturing kind of like, you know, when you go to a bar and you're like, this is a pretty cool bar, but then you discover there's like a whole other area in the back that you didn't even think about. Um, one of the locations that was described is essentially a big park that is right behind his backyard and feeds directly into his backyard. So like that's that's kind of the easy one, like more or less fits in, unless you're trying to get literally onto his estate. Would we have a chance, or could we? Could we like do? I know this game is uh, like flashbacks are a big deal. Could we have done some recon to find out what the ideal party within party position would be? Oh, man, yes. I mean, sh- absolutely. I want to lean into this. It's just totally. I was totally unprepared for it, which I should have expected. <laughs> you should have expected the partyception. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I should have. I should have been ready for a partyception. This manor is just recently built, for one thing. This is taking part in the part of the island that was just built by Forge Industries. It's kind of like a newer, high-class high class place. There is probably a wing of this manor that is either um, still partially under construction or just hasn't fully opened up yet, and you guys can try and get in there. How recently built was it? Like within the past few months. So w- we knew about this party before the manor was built? You knew, yes, yes, you knew about the party part of the manor being built. So is there any way we could have slipped some coin to the construction workers and inserted our own secret party chamber in his manor? Absolutely. There we go. I'll I'll, I'll lean in and say yes, especially if you're going (laughs) to, especially if you're going to spend coin on it. Fact, I have, where are the construction crew, Jerall? And his his construction. Oh, he, he's thought about the construction crew. His construction, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his 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 two. I only have two people that he, I I have a comma after the second name, which indicates I clearly intended to write a third name here. But it, it's Gerald with his construction team, Paul and Grimble. Uh, Grimble's a dwarf. Gerald is a Goliath, and uh, Paul's I think just a just a dude, or he could be. Something interesting. Who knows? I like the. I'd like to keep this this place like fairly racially diverse, but I, I think like dwarves, goliaths, and humans are kind of the three primary, like the most common races. Well, indeed, because they're the races that party the most. Yeah, Chester. How do you? How how do you meet up with uh, Gerald? He he's there's there's probably like only a few construction crews, but you you can probably pretty easily get access to the information that he's the one working on this manor and you know that this is like the batswell manor which is the person who is hosting or the person who is hosting the party that you guys obviously are aware of so. well after spending oh more than a month in a massage parlor i'm feeling well rested and i'm ready to really get out there and scoop out some deets on this party and i think in my reconnaissance at the Batswell Estate, I, I, I discovered that they're building an even larger manor. Yes. Than, than anyone, this is like, this is probably the largest manor 
um, that's being built in this in this part of town. Now, I imagine I'm probably staking out the construction area. Do I learn anything that I think might help us watching Gerald? He loves to fish. Um, he loves fishing. I can say that. Ah, I got it. We'll blackmail him. <laughs> we'll blackmail him? We're going to trick him into thinking that he accidentally fished Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This dude, after watching him for several days, uh, I find that this dude loves fishing. He's got, he goes fishing. He, all he talks about is fishing. He's got fishing rods. He's got one of those talking, singing fish in his office. Just me and my fishing pole. We going out to the docks. <laughs> he talks to himself about fishing a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna catch some big ones today, boys. Don't need to follow me. Yeah, so he's alone in the docks. He, <laughs> he tells his, his two friends who are almost always following him to just not, not follow him this time. You know? <laughs> uh, and then we, I think we we're going to, the three of us are, are here. And um, after discovering this vital piece of information about him, we've decided that it's the ultimate weapon that we can wield against him. So we're going to put Miriam in the water and have him fish Miriam out. Claim assault, basically. <laughs> Maybe there's a powder we can use that makes it look like Miriam's dead. What do you think, Miriam? Uh, some sort of necro powder. <laughs> <laughs> some sort. Of- I can ghost you up really good. I could get a go. I could go talk to a ghost, have him kind of put his spectra- spectral essence all around you, and wait. What? Why is he a ghost? Him, like, <laughs> crawl out of Miriam's body. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or we Miriam can, get... can just take some sleeping powder and just be unconscious. I was thinking sleeping powder. Oh, well, that's also fair. Wait, I I have to take my own sleeping powder. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I will. I will say just just sort of like mechanically. Um, I think there's either going to be a roll at some point or a or using money is kind of like the two ways you guys can can progress this. And so here's a mechanic I didn't really get too too far into describing is that I have two clocks here uh-huh. um, on the page you guys are looking at. The first clock is the four-step clock, and that's going to be a measure of your guys' party, but the fact that you guys are throwing the party inside their party changes things a, a bit, but we'll just, we'll just stick with it. Essentially, for every, every time you fill a clock, clock it'll, get, it'll get increasingly difficult, and that will improve your position when you go into the second party. So if you, if you don't even fill this four-step clock, you'll be in a desperate position when you go into the next party. Uh, if you fill this four-step clock, I'll put down a six-step clock, and then if you don't fill that six-step clock, you'll be in a risky position, and if you do fill that six-step clock, then you guys can go into the party and be in a controlled position. So the idea is to succeed at things, make your guys' party really successful so that you can very easily and, and with um, good position go into the next party. The second clock is when the cops get called on you. It's an eight-step clock, so it's not going to just get filled up too easily, but if, if things go wrong or if, if an idea is, is too far out there or will somehow attract too much attention, you are at risk of potentially filling a clock that, like, is the officials get called on you. So those, those are sort of the two mechanics that will measure your guys' party throughout the course of this. But if the cops get called on us, also gets called on them. <laughs> also gets called, which is something I was not prepared for, but he, we're going to... We're gonna roll with it. Excuse me, we've heard reports that you have a secret party going on within your party. <laughs> a, we believe there might be a party going on in here. No, not that one. The better one. No, your guys' party is legal. Um, okay, so Richard, is there anything you want to add to this plan? 
Oh, jeez. I mean, it just sounds like I just got to bite on this hook. Because he's fishing. I just bite it, and then I get mad at the guy? Or So we're, we're making it appear like he killed you. With a fishing yeah. rod. Like he's reeling in a big one. You're the big one. He's just he's just sitting. He's got his feet off the docks right now. His back turned to you guys. He's whistling. He's he's probably caught at least one fish at this point, but it's not nearly Miriam sized. Uh, yeah, I think I think in order to assist in this, we don't want him to pay too much attention to what he's pulling out of the water. Yeah. So it could be that perhaps Necro Tim goes out and distracts him with conversation. He's at this point. He's just kind of whistling to himself, you know. Okay, Necro Tim, you're going to go out and you're going to talk about what a big catch he's got. And you're going to distract him so he doesn't realize that he's actually reeling in a giant man shock <laughs> until it's too late. All right, I'm I'm ready for it. Get out there. All right. I put on uh, my swimming trunks. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, dive headfirst in the ocean. Don't want to be indecent. <laughs> oh, there's a big one jumping in there now. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh, my God. You... Oh Oh, Uh, boy, look at the scary man with the big old mask coming up to me. (laughs) I mean, I'm not that scary. Look at me, I'm just tiny. I'm a tiny little guy. That's that's true, but your mask is is little, it's a little much. You know what's not tiny? That catch you're reeling in right now. You should reel that in. I'm reeling in, I'm reeling in something. I started grabbing the hook. Oh boy, this one's got muscle on it. Yeah, ah, come on. You, new new friend that I've just made. Do you want to help me out? I'm really struggling here. Come. I, yeah, oh. I, I, I assist him. Is there a way that I can assist him? Yeah, you can You can just kind of like lean up. And, if and... you want to be a like a, an accomplice in murder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I Yeah, I'm going to assist him. Yeah, to, it, you can you can just. You can just kind of like grab on to the to the rod as well, and, and you guys both start both start tugging. I think Chester's in the bushes, just like face palming right now. Like, God <laughs> it's, damn it! It's pretty it's pretty heavy. Uh, Miriam, you definitely feel yourself getting tugged around. How are you? Are you like biting onto the hook? Or are you just holding onto it with your hands? I'm, I'm not biting onto it. I'm just gonna hold. <laughs> okay, good. So, but I'm like being over dramatic, like I'm flopping around, you're flopping around, and and screaming as soon as you get pulled out of the water. <laughs> human screams <laughs> someone roll a fortune die just to see how this goes but i don't know i'll do it and whoop. Th- oh boy three so i i think um it's pretty rough on miriam like this is <laughs> this on. is a long and exhaustive process you actually get the hook like caught into you at some point you're bleeding a little bit. It's gonna sell it better. It's it's it, it's it's something that'll heal by the time the party rolls around. But um, you know, you you really yeah, get it's in my eye. You really get <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That's how Marion got his iPad. <laughs> he is one committed party planner. Let me tell you. After and and I'll I'll say like Chester. It seems like it takes forever. You're sitting in that bush for a good like five minutes or something as as they struggle to pull uh, Miriam out, and you're starting to get a little like antsy. Uh, but eventually they do like they they pull Miriam clear out of the water. He he comes right out, and um, that's when you hear uh, Gerald just like gasp. He's like, <gasps> "There's a there's a man on that that this fish. This is a fish man." I immediately, like, run to the body. Um, I, was, 
I thought all you people were supposed to be on land now. That was the law. We could go fishing here legally without worrying about catching you. What have I done? Oh my god, he's dead. He's dead. He's <laughs> bleeding his eye. Look we, at it. We killed him. Oh my god. <laughs> We, oh my god I think can we do a small flashback to back when Necro Tim and I were in the bush sure <laughs> yeah right Necro Tim and don't forget to pour this vial of fake blood all over our friend's body yeah. uh, I, I do that as I'm like and then he realizes he doesn't need the blood <laughs> yeah <I'm> just... <laughs> you start to pour it but there's already blood where you're pouring yeah oh he's bleeding like mad now what just happened I thought you were. I thought you were gonna help him there, Tim. No, I, I, I tried. I tried. He's dead. Oh my ah, God! We're murderers. Well, we're in this together. Kind of. He kind of puts his, kind of puts his hand, his head in his hands. He's, They're gonna take away my construction company. No, I'm gonna lose everything. No, uh, you know what? I, I can take care of this. I'm a necromancer. <laughs> he just pushes him in the water. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> There are no witnesses. No one saw this, right? He kind of looks around. Just you and me. I, I left my construction friends behind. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing we'll have to unpack later. <laughs> but listen, we, I can take care of this. I can make sure that no one ever finds out. It's a deal. We're in. It. We're in on it together. Then we're we're in on it together. Let me let me just take this. Below the dock, and I will deal with the corpse. All right, yes, d- deal with the corpse. I'm, I think I'm going to run away as fast as I can. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should. He, yeah, at this point, this sounds like, like some sort of social role, maybe, or do you want to do that later? I think, so my plan is to hide the body, and then I was thinking Chester would go and claim that he witnessed what happened Dis- discuss it okay. yeah all right i think yeah i think chester is going to show up at his place in the middle of the night which yeah. is where he lives uh as like a part of the secret police um, in the off-season defense yes. force what is it yeah, called osin um he's going to show up in the middle of the night yeah so tim you he he runs off tim you kind of you kind of tend to miriam uh-huh. Uh, Miriam, how are, how are you feeling about the whole oh, thing? Jesus, my eye. <laughs> there we go. That's what I wanted. Uh, Don't you have some sort of necro magic to fix it? I could make it alive briefly. <laughs> that was my favorite eye. <laughs> I hate the other one. You know, he he, he runs off and, and uh, you know, meets back up with his, his two construction friends, but he kind of like gets like one quick beer with them and then and then leaves in a in a flurry and heads home he's he's clearly distraught yeah i think before i approach him in his home we should go with necro tim's plan of dressing miriam up like a ghost (laughs) and just having sort of him stand off in the middle distance like every once in a while yeah and Uh, just stare at uh what's his name oh that's actually great i i like that i can use a a tune roll to get some ghosts to Hang out around him and give him a spectral essence. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. Cool. So just throughout the day, while he's doing his construction work, or when he's drinking his beers, like when he exits the bar, he sees him just across the street. You guys definitely caught him. Like he went fishing pretty early in the day, and so he still has some work to do. But he he's kind of detached from it all. Like I'm in my spectral essence, but also drinking a beer. 
<laughs> You're at the end of the bar. <laughs> the ghosts love beers. Uh, what uh, what position am I at for this role for um, ghosts? Go ahead and controlled position, or yeah, go ahead and be a controlled position. Standard effect. Standard effect. Yeah. Oh, oh got three. Well, okay, <laughs> it's the worst outcome. So where where was this at the bar? You you did this ghost maneuver, or was this while Chester's just throughout the day? Throughout the day, he's just like appearing. <laughs> In his peripherals, I think I think he's he's like legitimately very freaked out by this, and and he he calls the the day cut short even earlier than he would have otherwise. So he heads home like at three p.m. or something. You know, he's he is just absolutely freaked out. And when he goes home, he like locks all of his doors and and shuts all the windows and then boards up his house pretty tight. Um, huh? His he is thoroughly freaked out that he is being haunted by the ghost of this fish man. I see. You're trying to make it difficult for me to infiltrate. Certainly. But little did you know I was already there. <laughs> Just waiting in his house. I'm waiting in his room in his armchair. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah, he turns around and he sees you. He just, oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Meow, indeed. I've been watching you, Jerol, and I've seen your ill deeds. My ill... Ah, oh, shit. You think you can kill a man and get away uh, with it? You think Osid is uh, not going to find out about your crime? Man, everyone's everyone's going to know about this one. Are you going to take away my license to construct? I need to... <laughs> I could. I need to build and fish. It's my life. You're lucky I don't take your life away. Uh, crap. Now... We are working a pretty big case. This is small change in the grand scheme of things. And if you assist us in our ability to solve this case, then perhaps we'll let this slide. I'll I'll do whatever whatever you guys need. Uh, do I need to make a roll for this? Yeah, you're you're gonna need to try to convince him somehow. So this is command. Yes. And I'm definitely I'm gonna stress the fuck out of myself. Push yourself. <laughs> Controlled. I'm assuming. Uh, risky. Yeah, and and now now the house is like boarded up. Effect standard effect. Fucking Two, fuck. Three. <laughs> it's the worst outcome. Again, I think I think in in this instance, you know, he's willing to help you guys out, but he um I I think the the general the general feeling here is that the the room that he's going to build you guys in inside this place uh I'll do what I can, but you know this there's only so much space that we're limited. Uh, man. So he's, he's only going to give you guys like a little bit of like one room more or less or, or like a, a, small wi- a small wing at this point is what you guys will be built. Okay. I assume you, you, you fill him in on all the details of, of, of what you were after, right? Yes. Um, ultimately, I would have liked to have some sort of escape tunnel to the outside, but... Those rolls do not look like escape tunnel rolls to me. So. No, I don't think so. I think you guys, you you guys, if if you get escape tunnel, you have to maybe build it yourselves or wreck it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I actually like that idea. So one of the, one step of the four step clock is filled in. You guys have a location. You it's it's not quite the ideal location you guys were after. Maybe it doesn't have all the ins and outs you wanted. We've done more with less. Yeah, you guys have. You guys have done more with less. All right, Jeral, I'm going to head out now, but we'll be keeping a close eye on you. All right, I'm just don't send that ghost after me again. 
<laughs> Alright, Gerald, you've done your you've done your country a service. And I I leave or whatever. <laughs> I think that went pretty well. <laughs> I don't think it did at all. <laughs> we should have just hit him with a bat. <laughs> so yeah, at 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 this point, you know, you guys you guys have you guys have your what is an what is an, an adequate thing for two failures is probably just like a a bedroom that's being built somewhere at a far wing of the house, right? Is it at least accessible in a cool way, like behind a secret bookshelf yeah, or something? Yeah, well, it's it's definitely hidden. It's like a hidden bedroom that they didn't even tell the owner about. Which isn't to say that you guys you guys can't like take over other rooms as your party like grows and and becomes cooler. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the room that was like built out for you. So we need to get blueprints of the manor as well. Yes, that would be useful. Could we have gotten that from the lead construction guy too? Do you think? Um, maybe if we did better. Yeah, possibly. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think based off of how you guys did, that's what he'll give you. I see. Okay, let's let's list off the things that we need. We need blueprints of the manor, and we need to get in there, and we need to decorate for our party. We also need to get people aware of the party. <laughs> Listen, Tim, you just don't seem to understand the party business. People can sense it in the atmosphere when you throw a party worth going to. <laughs> if you if you throw it, they will come. Or if we just send some ghosts out to find some people, they'll come. That that's also a totally valid method. Yeah, word of mouth spreads parties too. Yeah. So so does does uh, Necro Tim want to spread spread with the ghosts? Yeah, I th- I think that's. Are you are you primarily going to do that like during the party to try and like lure people into it directly, or are you also going to spread the rumors of a secret party? So I think people are going to get like a slight haunting uh, throughout the lead up to the party about this cool party that's going to happen within uh, within this other party. So there's going to be yeah, there'll be invitations written in blood <laughs> on their doors. Well, the the invitations are normal invitations to Batswell's party, and then some people get secret blood invitations on the back. You know. Yeah, yeah, maybe there is some sort of secret code or secret symbol. Only when only when held up in ghost light. You know. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Um, who's who's the ghost you're getting to do this? And let's see. What ghost parties the most? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Who's who's the party ghost? Who is the, the party? party ghost? Probably not Jasper. Um. No, Jasper's <laughs> not a party ghost. Um, it's kind of a downer. Yeah. Who would be a party ghost? Maybe we had a former member of our crew who died tragically. <laughs> uh, I was thinking the saint, like a mentor or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to come up with a name for him, but... This is like the real reason we keep keep tim around so he can like help us commune with our mentor oh, yes yeah <laughs> the guy who taught us about parties <laughs> oh boy i think his name is like brad brad is not bad bradley no brad is rad brad is rad rad brad oh rad brad yeah party expert oh come to me rad brad come and talk <laughs> What's what's your summoning ritual like for Rad Brad? Uh, yeah, I think I, it varies from ghost to ghost. So for Rad Brad, it's pretty specific. I think we got to be pretty fucked up. Bunch of natty lights in a circle. Yeah, I think it, I have to drink a bunch and then put a set of solo cups in a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I just crisscross applesauce and throw a ping pong ball into the center and then he appears. Hell yeah, Tim. It's always good to see Tim. 
Yeah. Can can we be there present? We can't hear him, right? But I want to be there. Oh fuck yeah! Are you no, you can you can hear him. Oh, we can hear him. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be if you want to be far away in in the normal blades in the dark, you guys should take stress for seeing a ghost. But I might just bypass that because ghosts are this is like a friendly ghost. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's Rad Brad, your guys' old friend. You guys' old mentor. Hey, guys. So, we're throwing a party. This dude knows how to party. Yeah, we do. <laughs> As always, good job, Tim. Keeping yeah. up, Keeping up the party exercises, I can see. So, speaking of parties, uh, we're doing something kind of radical. Uh, That's what I'm all about. We're throwing a party in a party. Oh, the classic partyception. Man, I haven't had one of those in years. Since I died. Since yeah. That's what killed me, as you all know. The last it's very dangerous to pull up. It's very you guys should you guys should know you were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last partyception was You saw me die. Violent. <laughs> Before your very eyes in a in a tragic collapsed on itself. Tragic beer pong accident. Yeah, that was not great. Chester's still convinced it's murder. I did end up with a ping pong in my throat. Very suspicious. So, uh, Brad, uh, we were gonna want to ask you for a little bit of assistance getting the word out there. Uh, you know, you are always good at drumming up party goers and uh now you having a more uh, spectral form uh, can easily go from place to place, uh, haunting the dreams of partygoers to, so that they come to our party. Yeah, I mean, I know some of my old digs, some of some of the people, they get a little scared when they see me now, but I still, I can still communicate <laughs> the message to them. They just might be a little nervous. Now, the cool people, the real people you want. They won't have a problem with it. They know yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, we know you, and we know you're... I just... Do you got any of that spectral beer? Ah. Uh... You, you gotta get some of the, you know, the good stuff. Would we have summoned Rad Brad without spectral beer? I'm throwing him, like, uh, a necro... Necro juice infused natty light, essentially. Yeah, it, it, it's like you have to let your, your <laughs> necro juice ferment or something. Yeah. And then you can give it to Rad Brad. Yeah, that's exactly what I God, do. There's the good stuff. Man, not many people can make make it like you do, Tim. Hey, this is this is a pure hypothetical. Sure. As a necromancer, could we give Rad Brad a body? I mean, I could make a zombie i ha- so actually i have that pile of necro supplies actually there's there's totally you guys can put red brad into a mechanical body uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, where is that playbook it's called the hole it's an automaton well i also got all those necro supplies so alternatively I... he can become a vampire uh, that's just the me- that's just the mechanics. Or you, yeah, you could give him yeah, like a, a skeleton body or something. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'm gonna do. But like, we can get him some cool clothes, <laughs> sunglasses. So wait, do do we? Hold on, I was just asking for future reference about giving him a body. Do we want to do that this time, or do we want to save that? I for... think we should save it for later. Yeah, uh, that could be like a long term thing. Uh, so do I need to roll an attunement roll to get him to do? Spread the rumor. Yeah. Uh, kind of like last time, even with those failures, I, I let the party grow. 
So if, if you fail, the party still grows. If you succeed, it grows by more. Are we still risky? Yeah, we'll call this controlled because you, you started in controlled last time. Risky standard. And I'm going to stress myself out once. Whew, thank God. So many threes you guys have been rolling, but he got a five there too, luckily. Yeah. And it's the third dice. <laughs> Good thing you stressed yourself out. Hot dog. Tim's starting to show a little bit more party commitment. I'm impressed with his enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah definitely. As long as I can bring ghosts to the party, I think it's fine. So I filled two more two more spots on this clock. So the four-step clock is almost filled. And and yeah, Rad Brad, he he uh he scoots off. He you we we might get some, you know, images of him like breaking into people's homes and telling them about parties inside of parties. You see him go into one room, and it's got, like, a sandwich committee banner in it. Sandwiches inside sandwiches. Parties inside parties. You know the drill. <laughs> so we're going to at least have some, some nice sandwich-based caterers. We're going to have some good caterers. Yeah. I was actually meaning to ask you guys if the sandwich committee is your caterers. It depends on the event. Yeah, I was going to say. Dur well, during crew creation, you guys choose to have cr uh, a team of cohorts, which were your caterers. Uh, but I don't know if you guys want them to be your caterers or not, or who what, what you guys are going to do with that, or if you guys want to renege on that decision and, and choose a different thing. Well, but... it kind of depends, because what kind of party are we throwing here? Like, I know it's a partyception, but what's the, the theme or the feel? Is it classy? Is it dance? Rave? I think you should set the tone. Like, that's what we bring you for, is the tone to the, the party. I'm the tone man. He's the tone man. <laughs> well, it depends on what the tone of Batswell's party is. Batswell's party, um, this is something you guys can probably, you guys can probably gather pretty easily. I'm not going to make you roll is that it's it's a pretty like fancy party there's going to be lots of people in in fine dress it's at like a, a major estate there's going to be music um but you know and, and there's there's obviously going to be the left-handed the weapon games the the axe throwing and stuff like that you know there's there's a lot of space that um uh, the batswell party can take over cuz it's going to be like the whole rest of the manor and the whole backyard and and uh a bunch of stuff like that so there's there's going to be a lot more variety there, but generally think like high class gala style almost. So I think the tone of ours should be a little more wild. People are going to come to our party to let loose. And, and we enforce a dress code, but it's like the opposite. Like you got to dress down. <laughs> so everybody has like hidden clothes underneath their party clothes. Yeah, they got to like tear off their, their fancy dresses when they get through um, the Batswell Manor. So th this whole episode has sort of been framed that we're at Monument's place discussing our plans and the things that we've already done to get accomplices. So it could be, and the last thing that we need is the entertainment. Well, so Miriam, I'm going to need you to get the best DJ uh, on Jamboree in our party. And then I say, well, I already got it. <laughs> and then you do a flashback because I don't know, like the flashbacks are just... Like, yeah. Does it mean I already did it or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, there, there's a, a large amount of time here for you to have done something. Flashbacks, I think mechanically are primarily supposed to be used like while on the heist, but this is kind of like, we have this huge amount of time beforehand that you can, you can use to have either done something. Uh, there are, there is DJ Ghost Hands, there's DJ Sandy Beach, and there's DJ Dog Ears. 
dog years or dog ears? Uh, it's it's up to interpretation. You know? Okay. <laughs> I guess dog ears, yeah. Yeah, DJ dog ears. Yeah, with the dog with the ears of a dog, he can hear the music better <laughs> than anyone else. It's only in the highest pitch. <laughs> he does wear wear headphones when it get really gets going though. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He wears earplugs. Yeah, it, it you got to protect your your precious precious dog ears. Yeah, DJ Dog Ears plays the music a little too quiet for my taste. He also lots of his music has dog barking that he mixes in. Who let the dog ears out? His fa- Bauhaus is his favorite band. Yeah, I think I think you can you can pretty easily uh, meet up with with DJ Dog Ears. He's he's a, a frequent at various bars, particularly on the the non Forge Islands part of town. You can you can meet up with him and. Uh, try to con- try to convince him to bash this party inside of a party. You see him like at the bar, you know, kind of drinking. He does have dog ears. Is he just like a normal guy with dog ears? <laughs> just a regular <laughs> man, but with dog ears. Well, DJ Dog Ears probably has really good hearing, so it could be that we're at the bar talking about recruiting DJ Dog Ears, and there's also a representative of Leonard's crew here, who's who's like been trying to recruit him. Yeah, and it could be that even the the guy from Leonard's crew is currently talking to DJ Dog Ears, and we're we're talking about him at our table, but he picks up on it because his dog ears. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was I was trying. I'm trying to find a name for that person because I I only have Soretta named. I haven't come up. It, with it could more. be Soretta. Yeah, it would be actually. It's because she she does a lot of his like administrative stuff. She had the clipboard. And she just does not get how to talk to these DJs. She's man. she's not good at talking to people. I will say that she's like shy, and and um, not good particularly good in this environment. She's good at like administrative stuff, and then she's good at dealing with people like uh, remotely over over the the ghost phone and so that sort of stuff. So how are we gonna get him to join our party? Well, it looks like Soretta's got his ear, his dog ear bent. So yeah. We're gonna have to remove her from dog ear if we want to have a conversation. I mean, he he would know that this is gonna be the best party ever. Yes, I think if only we could let him know somehow that this party will be the party that puts him on the map. Yeah, I mean, all those other DJs don't have nothing on his tonal mastery. I don't know. I, I think he's I think he's weak. I think he has yet to prove himself. I think DJ Ghost Hands would be a better fit. Mm, the, the the compliment and then the criticism you guys definitely notice, you know, from from <laughs> like across the room, you see his ears kind of like twitch a little bit and you see him kind of like turn his head and look in your direction. Okay, Miriam, I think you're going to have to run interference with Soretta. I, I think she has a thing for you anyway. And once you get her <laughs> away from dog ears, then we'll strike and make our move. Yeah, I was kind of picking up on that too. <laughs> Glad I wasn't the only one. Uh, you could cut the tension here between the two of you with a butter knife. I did not pick up on that at all. <laughs> you guys could never agree on anything. <laughs> all right, I take a drink and, well, not all of it, and I head over to, to Soretta. Uh, yeah, as as you go over, uh, Soretta is is telling DJ Dog Ears about, you know, like where the DJ both booth will be up on the terrace, you know, in the backyard and, and how many people they expect to have and just some really boring details. I come up and laugh. I'm like, <laughs> that sounds lame. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she looks up, up at, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's Miriam, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Soretta. That's, that's my name. What are you guys talking about? Some lame party? I mean, it's 
it's it might maybe it's lame. I don't I don't. It, oh, so it is lame. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, you're making me nervous now. DJ Doggers, you're not seriously thinking about DJing for that party, are you? He kind of he kind of looks between you two. He's like, well, I don't know. She hasn't sold me on it yet. What would uh? What are you looking for? Like in a party? I'm looking for. I'm looking for fun. <laughs> I'm looking for. Uh, you know, maybe a dog to pet. I love dogs. That's why I genetically fused myself with one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sewed my own ears off and fast a dog ear on there. Well, just keep your ears open. You might hear something. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like looks at you and then he looks over at the the table where Tim and Chester are still discussing, kind of like nods. He's like... Soretta, I think I'm I'm gonna go use the restroom real quick. He kinda steps away and he kinda like walks around the bar so that it looks like he's going to the restroom and he, he uh heads over towards Tim and um Tim and Chester and, and Soretta starts starts chatting up Miriam and, and she's like, Why do you why do you think it's lame? How do you know it's lame? I that's a party trade secret right there. <laughs> kind of in the business. <laughs> I just know lame parties when I hear one. I didn't know you were in the business. What? Who do you work for? I thought they like subcontracted us. <laughs> That's true. How clueless is Sarada? <laughs> A little clueless. You must be the brains of the operation. <laughs> so yeah, as as uh, Miriam and Soretta chat, and and Miriam insults her and her party. Uh, <laughs> he he's nagging on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She. She's a little bit into it, you know. She's she's not used to this. Uh, yeah, so Tim and I follow dog ears into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I was going to come meet you guys. This is a little personal. Listen, we gotta, we've got to do this out of uh, wandering eye, away from wandering eyes, if you know what I mean. I think eyes might start wandering if they see us in the bathroom, but all right. Uh, yeah, let's, so let's talk parties. Do you like them? I, I love parties, but that one sounded like a bunch of rich people. Yeah, our party is going to be less rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get paid near as much as if you worked at their, uh, their party. Look, I got nothing against rich people, but they're generally boring. You got to have some, some moderate and poor people around, too, because they know how to have fun. They know how to bring the rich people out of their out of their comfort zones, you know. See this guy. This guy's my kind of partier, Tim. You're not in it for the money. You're in it for the party, and I like yes, that. Absolutely. And I'm in it for petting dogs. You know, every <laughs> uh, so often there's and, and Chester's. You see Chester's hair kind of go on end when he says that. <laughs> every so often there's a dog at a party, and you just gotta go pet it. Mm, you know, yes, dogs. Um. I suppose if that's what it'll take to get you out of a party, we could perhaps make that happen. Mm. How about a necro dog? <laughs> yes, uh, dogs that were previously dead. How about that? <laughs> necro dog? Necro dogs need to love two dog ears. Sure, why not? <laughs> you should know those dog ears must have come from somewhere. Oh, God. Real dog ears. <laughs> not a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is bringing up whole aspects of this reality I was not prepared to address. Yes, you've clearly killed your fair share of dogs, dog ears. 
<laughs> dog ears, the butcher of dogs. <laughs> he kind of looks down, a little sad and ashamed. I never thought about it that way. I never thought about it when I removed that dog's ears. <laughs> that dog's ears. I thought I just, I thought I just, I got these ears from a friend. You know, he didn't tell me. A friend who's now likely dead. Oh man. What? Are... Uh, anyway, how <laughs> would you feel? <laughs> How would you feel about playing a party? Uh, there'll be at least one necro dog or a regular dog. I don't know how much that matters. How necro dogs? Necro dogs are almost as good, I guess. Listen, doggy, it'll be worth it for more than just the undead dogs. I guarantee it. The clientele, this is going to put your name out there for good. People will forget the fact that you've butchered dogs and stolen their ears. <laughs> They'll think only about the beautiful music you play at my party. Ow. <laughs> You'll no longer be known as Dog Ears the Butcher, but just <laughs> Dog Ears. Someday, my dream will come true to lose the Butcher moniker. This is your chance, Dog Ears. Change your image. Become a DJ. All right, guys. For free. For free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sway, command, consort. I could see any of the social ones, really. Uh, sway. I'm not even gonna stress myself. <laughs> I'm not too. I'm, I'm not too committed you to this. You can take dog ears or leave it. Uh, definitely, definitely a risky position. You got a boom shaka lock. Oh yeah. So which Jet got a five with that a two, right? Yeah. Jet did. did how many boxes? I feel uh, you gave me two. Two? Okay, good. I was gonna, got confused there for a second. So, oop, oop, that's a big one. So this one is filled. So, and you guys have already started filling this next clock. So now, you know, as soon as as soon as we're in your party, it will be it will be fairly popular. You know, there's there's going to be um, not just the minimum amount of par people kind of flowing back and forth between the two. You know, your, your guys' party is secret, but there's going to be the occasional person like seeing someone going in through the book bookcase, but no cops, obviously. You know, they're they're there for partying. They're the people who are sneaking around the mansion in the first place. Nice. Um, woo, woo. I hear DJ Dog Ears is going to butcher a dog live at this party. <laughs> live. No. no. <laughs> Why do we? <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Do we wanna do we wanna have a scene like that's the beginning of your guys' party, or do we wanna call it here? Uh, I think we should have a scene at Mondens where we're wrapping up all the things we've planned at the party. All right, boys. You guys, what have what have you got together? You guys got a DJ. You guys have a secret room built into their mansion, and you have a ghost spreading the rumors. These are all. These are all good things, I'd say. We probably have more than that, too, right? And more things that I'm not going to describe here. <laughs> yeah, and all the other necessary party things you need to throw a successful party. Which I assume you're taking care of, Mond. <laughs> yes, food, games, it's all, everything else is mine. Don't worry about it. Dancing, there will be a dance floor. It will be fairly small. It's like I've arranged all this from the comfort of the inside of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you guys got me the size and shape of that room from the construction crew, so it's all I need. The potty master can plan a potty as soon as he knows how big it is. So Mondin's the potty master. That's, I. you know, some people call me that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Self-proclaimed party master. Try not to toot my own horn sometimes, but it slips out from time to time. <laughs> Just find myself accidentally toot my horn. <laughs> well, here I go again. I think I think this is going to work, guys. You guys are going to have people coming in and out of your party and headed right to their party. Now, we got to we got to discuss what's what are we after? Are you guys are you uh, there's there's going to be things you guys can get from them you know information well as we all know the best party planners never attend their own parties <laughs> y'all are just gonna stay away from your own party you're just gonna you're just gonna hang out outside and wait for things to No, blow. of course we need to make sure the party runs smoothly okay. but there's more that we could do whilst in black batswell's something whilst in batswell's man yes there's definitely there's gonna be a lot of a lot of rich people you can steal from there's gonna be information and rumor has it that the president of forge industries herself is gonna be there this is gonna be a big thing we don't know all what's going on yeah i think we could use this as an opportunity to get future clients for other parties and information about like what other parties we throw and stuff like that just use this as an opportunity to attend the batswell party to grow our business to grow your party planning business but we'll have to like go in and out of our party too to make sure that it's running smoothly as well yeah absolutely i'd i'd say we we are set for a secret partyception the greatest of all party attempts this is going to be spoken about for years boys if we if we pull this off correctly and you guys didn't fuck up too many things before now, <laughs> then, <laughs> then everything's just going to be fucking smooth sailing, right? Yeah, let's just hope nobody dies this time. <laughs> and let's just hope Brian hasn't caught on to what we're doing. Ah, fucking Brian. Yeah, you guys got to make sure he's not done with. He's out of the out of the order. Should we roll like a prowl check to make sure that all of our secret party planning has gotten noticed by Brian? Sure. You guys can, can do like a um, fortune roll or something. Uh, just one dice, I'm assuming. Or I mean, yeah, if you're you're good at prowl, so I could imagine you're rolling. Yeah, that's a five. <sighs> Boom. Brian doesn't know anything. Brian, you know he there there are a couple times he's like still falling asleep. You know he's he's like partially awake and he sees you guys pulling out some information, but he doesn't remember any of it. Couple close couple calls. Couple close calls is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. You know Brian's. Brian's always on the lookout for some information to give the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Just to narc us out. Always looking for an opportunity to be a narc. Uh, God, I haven't narked in weeks. <laughs> I want to narc so bad. I feel like my roommates uh, are up to something. I've got this all this pent-up narc tension. I need a sweet release of a narc. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I yeah, think... Let's, let's end it there. I think we can, we can end it there. And next episode. Next episode. The party. Is the party. Boom. And there you have it. Another episode of the Battle Buddies Down. Boy, howdy. It sure seems like things are really heating up on Jamboree, huh? With all this party planning going on. Man, talk about drama and tension. Um, hope it wasn't too much for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening and being the best listeners ever. Uh, thank you. Yeah. A million times thank you. We couldn't possibly thank you enough for giving your valuable time to listen to our party planning antics. And I'd like to give an extra special thank you sandwich to Caitlin Conroy 
Prepare just the way you like it. Thank you, Caitlin, for the theme song to the Battle Buddies. It's awesome. You're awesome. The rest of the music is awesome, too. Go check it out and put it right in your ear canals in a safe way that doesn't um, puncture or injure anything. Listen to it normally. Maybe don't actually shove anything in your ear canals. And check out our website, radbotproductions.com, where all our stuff is podcasts and art and comics and the like check it out go there listen to our stuff view it with your eye orbs and enjoy and if you're if that's just not enough battle buddies and radbot for you then check out our facebook check out our instagram give us a like a comment a subscribe or what have you and tune in next time on september 4th for the next episode of the Battle Buddies, for the party of the century. See you then. (laughs) 